0: Welcome back. This is Cynthia Borslino with Beloved Unveiled, where we share stories about our God, our Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, in a way that He unveils Himself to us when we're open and you know, kind of uh, aware of His presence around us and see what uh, we can learn more about Him to transform us. And today, I actually have some amazing people in my space right now it's just amazing and I feel so honored that y'all are here I've been wanting y'all here a long time but I know God's timing is right and perfect so I have Christopher and Tiffany Letchper here who I've met from gosh how long ago was it back when I was working in commercial property real estate management yeah 16 in 2016 16 and 2016 Mm -hmm. and it's like been a while but um I remember the first time I met you I think we you know there was just this connection there too got to go to uh your children's birthday parties y'all invited us we were very honored like wow and just cuz we're all we are so much about family and um and our communities you know our community is our family too as well when i when i met you all uh we were talking a lot about in the human trafficking world of things that were going on and i think y'all were part of pact mm-hmm. partners against child trafficking mm-hmm. And then we kind of connected in more because of your heart and passion dealing with the buyer side of things in the trafficking world, which was a big, um, a really big part. I think the major piece that has been missing in the fight against human trafficking. Because if we didn't have buyers, we wouldn't have the problem, <laughs> right? No demand. Yeah. So no supply. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the demand. So <laughs> since I've met you, I've I've seen your all's walk. You know, I've gotten to know your heart, seen your walk. You had a major loss, and um, caught my attention in a way that challenged my faith, my walk of faith, and just seen how you all face it every day and share raw, real. Life, it's like I felt God's presence in a lot stronger way than I have in a long time because of the, because of y'all and your witness. Even as difficult as it is, so wherever you like to share, you know, and kind of your journey together, you know how has God shown up for you. It's difficult some things that we go through in life, but I think there's people out there, who, and I know that people, some of the people that listen on, have had losses as well. So um yeah, I'd love for you to share either wherever you'd like to share, wherever you feel is on your heart. If something's kind of at the forefront, please do. And you're an amazing team. That's something I, you know, can say too. I just love, love how you have loved each other through.
1: Well, glory to God. Yeah. Quite a, quite a journey starting back where you, you did with our intersection. Um, Rick Naylor came to speak at my Rotary Club back Thursday noon, Rotary Club in Round Rock and proud member for, ten years I believe at that point and and I'd been going through um, we had been going through quite a, a time at that point and there there was an there's been a call on my life for some time and, and I am not sure that I perhaps ran away from it but you know stayed it's just been it's been quite something. So one of the first notes that I had down here is that I came to a saving grace knowledge of of Christ in ninety five. And in 2015, January 10, 2015, there was um, we were just married a couple of months, and there was this taking on a fast away from alcohol for the second time in my life. And But that marked 20 years, and there's a uh, quote from a former chaplain in the Civil War days, uh, E.M. Bounds, that says, uh, It takes 20 years to write the sermon because it takes 20 years to make the man.
0: Wow, well, that's powerful.
1: And that was January 10, twenty fifteen, and, and uh, that was a big time spiritual stake in the ground for me and, um, and and for us. And it, you know, that day, that night, I drove home drunk again for the, I don't know how many times I had by then. I'd already gotten a DWI when I was eighteen at A and M. You think you'd learn, and uh, you know, I, I didn't. And I, uh, but I did uh, have a time there um, back in ninety five where. God had got a hold of my heart and um, ushered in a couple that became my spiritual father and mother, and they, they began discipling me back in 95. And I, I'm going back because all this will culminate, you know, yeah. and, and beloved yeah. unveiled, and, and that how the father and how the son and how the spirit has been revealing themselves. And along, along the way, it's been, I grew up on a farm out here in Hutto, and I don't remember. Uh, At the time where I didn't believe in God, his son, the spirit, the enemy, grew up in creation. But again, in 95, it was, uh, you know, with creation just boasting that there's a creator. I mean, we grew up farming. We were dependent on, like, this beautiful day of rain. You know, Mm -hmm. if we didn't get the rain, we didn't get the crops, we didn't make a living. And uh, so we had a little bit different view or take on, I believe, um, spirituality and God. But um, it took that time of... um, you know, getting on fire for God and turning my life around, doing a 180 there. Uh, he turned my life around. He pr- pursued me. And that's that's such a key point because I wasn't doing the things I should be doing to deserve that kind of pursuit. Yet he won me over and he showed me that he is a God full of grace and mercy and then that, he, that he that he's good. And it's worth giving up some of these other things that I thought brought me life. So I, I went on a um, a time there from 95 to really into, uh, well, it, it, you know, in that time frame of turning away from some of those sinful patterns that I had back then. So I, I, I answered a call to ministry, and I ended up being ordained on my mom's birthday back in April 27th of 1997, preached my first sermon then. It's been a while, and I remember back then seeing guys that were not in traditional full-time ministry and they were you know they said they oh they answered a call they were doing more of a you know they're working at a&m you know and i was like how can you be doing that how can you not be on fire basically like me how can you not be (laughs) so you know how can you not be studying the word all the time and so i had that time um, but what i didn't understand then that's going to bring us back to 2015 is that uh there were strongholds of the enemy uh, there were narrations of God's nature that I was I had believed, and they were false, but they were still prevalent. And um, most of them had to do with uh, identity, most of them had to do with the uh, traumas that I had suffered, and I didn't realize that there were lies in those wounds that were inserted. The bottom line is that it was lies against the nature of God and, and my own nature and I started to drift and I started to go back to some of these old ways that I swore I wouldn't go back to and and that um that brings us to 99 and then I just you know I had my first marriage in 01 and Jackson in 03 and then you know, Lennon in 04 and I mean it's just this you know what what Tiff says uh, you know that the, the old country song that my ex-wife uh, the boy's mom got the boy she got the man
0: hmm. Mm.
1: But it took us 20 years, you know, jumping in, again in the story here, but marriage, that had blown up. There was all kind of challenges. Ministry was failing. There wasn't fruit, you know, significant fruit. I didn't understand it, but there wasn't spiritual authority. And um, and, and it had to do with my choices. It had to do with um, my um, the pain, the wounds that were down deep that I didn't understand were there, that I was actually medicating pain. And so I had, um, Tiff and I met in 2013 and, um, the, the first date we, uh, we didn't stop. We didn't, we talked every day after that. So September in 2013 and, and, uh, it, it became this, I was still acting like a boy in a man suit is how I tell the story back then I, That 20, 2012 had been a, a low, low time. It's been my lowest time. And I thought it was my most painful event. I didn't know what was to come, but I, um, I, I was still acting out on some of these sin propensities, and and basically early into the the relationship, relatively early in the relationship, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I hadn't been dumped very often at all. I I did the dumping, I did the moving on, and um, you know, my ex wife obviously said, "Hey, get get the heck out," you know, but but that was a shock to my system, and I and I'd already had some indication. That I believed that was from God. That you know, hey, there is something here. You know, and uh, pay attention. And but she got my attention big time. So I'll I'll turn it over to her then, because when she when she she said basically, I love you and I am heads over heels for you, but I can't invite this into my life. Oh. What you are doing and how you are conducting yourself, I I can't invite that. You know, she didn't say those words exactly, but that was a I can't have this in my life. I've got to move on.
0: She was setting a boundary there. Yeah. 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 A good one.
2: Yeah. Before that moment, I think um, I was really crazy about him. I felt like it was more me towards him versus the other way around. And then, I don't know. I dumbed him. That kind of shift. Then he. (laughs) 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 So I always think that's funny. There's another um, time in our dating where I, we went out on a double date, and anyways, some guy had stood up one of my best friends, and she was in a really hard season of life, and now she could totally take care of herself. But in that season, she it was more painful for her. And um, anyways, I saw him, and it was his friend. And anyways, I confronted him, and, you know, like, this isn't okay, you know, you just... And, Anyways, he, the whole time it was just funny cuz he's like, "Come on, let's go." Like, we don't need this confrontation and then <laughs> he looks at that moment like like, "Wow, like I need somebody like that." And I just think that's so funny. Like, I don't I don't know. I'm not a very confrontational person. I don't like those kinds of encounters. Um I choose my battles when it comes to that, but anyways.
1: She's fierce when it gets fired up when it's time, <laughs> when it's time to go to battle and when
0: she knows like it's you know. the yeah.
1: Well we were just that's out awesome. you know, I didn't want her disrupting our buzz, you know, don't kill the buzz here. You know, <laughs> we're drinking, we're dancing, we're partying, and it's like, come on, chill out, you know. Um but my spirit <laughs> was saying something different. You know, my flesh was talking like that and I and that but my spirit said, pay attention, that's somebody who can fight with you. Wow. That's somebody who can mold you. And again, I didn't those those weren't the exact words, but that was the sentiment. That's the essence of what I believe the you know, especially looking back, I knew it was a spirit led thing. But looking back, that was a that was an unveiling. That was pay attention here. You know, so at Chili's in Hutto when she's dumping me, um, I'm pretty much cleared the tables and started falling down on my knees, going, "Okay, give me another chance, just one." More. You know, like I can. I, God had already shown, like I said, He's shown me this. Uh, there's something here. There's something more than what you think, and uh and I needed something. I knew uh, my my narrative then was the poor pitiful me if you know i'm, I'm just oh you know women you know, i'm just uh, i'm just wounded you know you don't want to date me right now i'm hurt i fresh out of a divorce and don't take me too serious because i'm just playing right now it's pathetic is what it was but it was a boy in a man suit kind of mentality and and uh, this one was um there was more you know and i, I realized it and i was like okay i've got to i've got to try to do something different so i'm interested on your perspective after that how that uh
2: well, I I think, you know, just years past that moment, I just have seen how um almost conflict is like an intimate thing for you. It's like he he likes to push in relationships to see um how far not I mean how far but also like is this allowed? Is this okay? Like he 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 grows, I feel like with not to say that I don't. I just more so have no cuz conflict is super distressing to me and we'll walk out of a conflict and i'm like oh it just takes me a long time to recover mm-hmm. and he's just i don't know he like it doesn't always look pretty when it happens but it's really impactful for him later so anyways it's just interesting oh cool.
1: yeah you know tips into the, so the engram. Enne- go yeah,
2: ahead i was gonna
0: say how how long were y'all like when you said that how long did you stay apart
1: oh just that night i mean I, that I, was, night. I was begging <laughs> you <playing>. like
2: <laughs> No it's got yeah, I don't remember exactly how that happened. I just remember saying like sorry, this isn't gonna work and I was heartbroken and uh and then just something shifted in him and things changed and I uh, with his behavior and everything so yeah I don't I don't remember exactly how that happened but
1: what 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 I do remember is it it was it was relatively short and we went from in my mind from dating to courtship and now it was like all this other Boy in a man suit, poor pitiful me, low point, nope. Now if if God's going to give me another opportunity to marry again, we're going to do this right. And I've been blessed with uh, mentors and guides along the way, spiritual moms, spiritual grandmothers, spiritual fathers, spiritual grandfathers that have come and filled needed gaps in my life. You know, neglect and other, not not like abuse and neglect, but just there was, there was voids. And God would bring others in my life in, in His Word to... To fill those yeah. and Kevin and Dusty had been that for me you know for a number of years by then it was um, going on 10 years and it was Kevin one-on-one with me most of the time Dusty you know coming in as, as a married couple and they showed by example how a marriage can recover from some pretty pretty dark stuff yeah. and he was walking me through that so we invited Kevin and Dusty into the process here and said here's what we're we're thinking this relationship is going and then Tiff got some ideas from others and ended up coming up with material called um, Sacred Search. So we began this premarital count. It was, We weren't engaged, you know, but we were serious about one another. We knew there was, is, there was background. There was stuff we needed to work through. My divorce, you know, boys, she hadn't met the boys yet. We were keeping that, you know, separate at the time. And so Jackson at the time and Landon were 10 and 8, I think. Something like that. And so but so we, you
0: all were doing pre marital like working working things out and letting God heal some areas to talk through things instead of jumping into
2: Yeah. And then we we did end up um getting married pretty quickly, like one one year from when we started dating. So it's we, we planned the wedding in like seven weeks and
1: I surprised and proposed on my birthday, you know, on it was just early August. Wow. So And, you know, I'd been married before. She had, and so I was like, you know, on these lists of Mm -hmm. priorities, what's the highest? And she said the date, you know, to be one year from... So, and she's Miss. We called her Miss Planner Pants back then. She's Mrs. Planner Pants now. But the <laughs> Doctor, sorry, Doctor Professor Mrs. Planner yes. Pants now. So, yes. but she, uh, man, she made it happen, and we made it. That, but she was the driving force in seven weeks or less to make that happen. And we got married on a on a boat, wow. and um, and that that is where all this culmination of premarital counseling, and I got her in front of um, in that time frame before we got married got her in front of uh, our marriage counselor that my ex-wife and I went through. He was also my anger management counselor back then, Christian guy. And I had, I just, you know, before I knew what a full disclosure was, it's something we do in our small groups now. That's what was happening. I just felt, you know, very led to back to the Father and the Spirit, Jesus leading me to it. Like, if we're going to make this next leap, you need to know what you're dealing with. And, um, I showed her the forgiveness letters that I asked, you know, I had a list of things that I, here's my sins, here's my wrongdoings, here's what I felt like, and and not just from me, from other counselors and, you know, other perspectives, here's what it is, and here's what you're, here's what you're buying, basically, you know, I wasn't a very, even though I'm in sales and marketing, (laughs) I was a very poor marketing and sales guy, Uh, I was given all the, Lemon stuff. Here's your lemon. You're about. You know. You sure you want to invest in this? Uh, so, um, <laughs> because I, I mean, I, I just again it, to me is a spirit led thing. Like in the flesh, I wasn't going to do that. There's no way I'm going to just. I, I very much give credit to the spirit to, for leading that and. And, you know, I got, had her in front of the counselor. I would leave the room. I, I, she would ask maybe a few questions. She was like, this is very uncomfortable. I'm ready to get the You know, I don't want, you know, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Like,
2: too much information. I'm no. like, I do, I do love that about you, and you've helped me grow in that area. But I just remember thinking, like okay like can we move our line from this like do we have to sit here for this long talking about the bad stuff like thank you but i do i did and do appreciate the authenticity and you've been a good influence on me in that way but yeah
1: and in the nightmare of a book that that i asked her to read is um every Man's battle and that um yeah that
2: yeah i'm not is... really a fan and, i would just call it some, or maybe a big percentage, but yeah. I, I don't like... I'm I, with
1: you on I'm that. Not. It's not Every Man's Battle, uh, but that's the... But that's it, the name of the book. That's the name of the book. Yeah, I know that book. Yeah, Steve yeah, Afterburn. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of things that we don't, per se, agree with I, in that That
0: book now. was traumatic.
2: <laughs> that, yes. <laughs> it was and they have
0: every woman's battle too
2: and i'm sure there's lots of like most things i'm sure there's lots of good things obviously there are yeah. things that spoke you have to you, pray
0: so. over everything that before you read it because like only oh, let me yeah. take what i'm supposed to take out of it yes I'm like Absorb some them. stuff can yeah it can plant things that aren't really that's right yeah
1: healthy grocery store approach for sure yeah. we're not mm-hmm. we, we don't recommend it anymore per se we just that was part of our story
0: no, I love
1: that. So, you know, we're... we're Good
0: starting place.
1: Yeah. Messy. So, uh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry. so while she was planning <laughs> Messi, all the...
0: Messy, messy, messy. Yes, it was, it was messy.
1: Yes, yeah. that's the message, right? You know, for the crib notes <laughs> crib notes, folks out there.
0: We're all messy, yeah. every one of us. Yeah. That's yes. just explicit. <clears throat> it's, it's all got kind of a story. Yep.
1: So in, in, the, in that time frame was... Um, while she was doing all the heavy lifting in regards to the wedding planning, I was writing our what well, we call our vows, but it's really our story. We use the traditional vows, but I was writing that story. In that story, the bottom line is because we'd have a whole podcast on the ceremony. She, yeah. she, we're, Lord willing, will celebrate nine years, and she still hasn't, I don't think, heard the whole ceremony yet. I tried to,
2: <laughs> he, he's uh, more of a word person than yeah. I am, and he's good at it. Totally. <laughs> you need to write a book. Like He's a word person. I'm not. I'm, a, I'm more of a body language person and a... Words, I, I've, I'm learning to appreciate them more. I'm I'm growing in that way. You've been a good influence on me. But, yeah, so like our whole ceremony, like the vows mean a lot to him. The way that he had his arm around me that day is what, that's the thing that stands out. I don't remember any of the words from the vows, but I remember how he held me when I was scared. Wow.
1: And that's that part of learning one another still, right? The physical touch, how big it, and that still has been playing out how we're learning
2: Love one languages, another. right? Love
1: languages mm-hmm. and af- affirmations, so credit to that. That book as well. Yeah. But uh, so in that ceremony, the premise was essentially Chris has been this boy in a man suit and Chris has been this short-cutting guy, you know, overall. I, my family still calls me Chris, but that's what, that's what I grew up being, Chris. Christopher was rarely ever used unless I was in trouble. You know, Christopher Wayne.
0: Hmm. That's the same thing with me. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy or yeah. their are named Cindy on the Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yeah and yeah. it you know so it became this okay I'm this is another spiritual stake in the ground I mean weddings already a big enough spiritual stake but this was from this moment on I need my Ezer Konegdo and we I, we believe and this is a lot from John Eldridge's ministry and writings is that the only characters in the Bible that are referred to as Ezer, or Ezer there's different ways to pronounce it but is God the spirit Jesus and woman, to have that partner, not some helper, hamburger helper, those kind of like a Ezra, a essential partner, equal alongside with me to help me become what God's created me to be. I said I desperately need my Ezzer to help me to become my truest self. So from this moment on, I'd like to be referred to as Christopher, and that's been a story I've been able to tell you know, because Christopher's a mouthful, you know, but it's, it's Christ. It's biblical meaning is image bearer of Christ. So I didn't want to be that short cutting guy anymore. I wanted to have this, you know, it's also softer, you know, Chris can, oh manly, great. you know, Christopher kind of, yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's, but it, 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 it helped me to, to have more of that humble approach or try to, to be less prideful, to be more, this is what I'm meant to be. So, it happens often. Uh, people shortcut the name, and I'm, I'm okay, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, if I get to know them, or, you know, sometimes I will interject early as part of the testimony, and I'll just say, sometimes I'll ask, hey, would you prefer Chris or Christopher? Well, then you know, it's easy, but sometimes they don't. and I'm just like, hey, i tell you what, would you I prefer Christopher? I go by Christopher. I'm signing everything. Christopher, this is, and this is and this is the credit to, to the background here as we approach this most painful event in my life and in our life. This is the backdrop. This is the the building of our relationship, the the love between us, the love between our, our Father and, and Christ and, and who we're becoming and thinking that I'm on the upward trajectory now, out of my most painful event, my lowest point in my life and and most painful event now we're moving forward and having that spiritual stake in the ground back to January tenth, twenty fifteen. And then, you know, life continues to happen. We uh, we're, She's pregnant in an RV while we're building the house. So that was uh, close quarters with a 10-year-old and 8-year-old and pregnant wife.
2: <laughs> it was that first year. So I feel like if you have to live in an RV with your spouse, that first honeymoon year is the, the year to do it. The teenagers probably don't <laughs> care for them. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, no. Yeah. But that wasn't bad. I just, I just didn't want to have the baby in the RV. That was the thing.
1: <laughs> and just a quick, quick story there. You know, growing up on the farm, we're walking up and down cotton rows and corn rows and chopping cotton, you know, which is you're pulling, basically pulling weeds out of, you know, hundreds of acres of fields. You're pulling and chopping weeds. And um, we used to look at rain clouds and like today, we'd be, Lord, just bring, come on, bring that rain so we can get the heck out of this cotton field, you know, get out of this <laughs> yeah. corn field. And we were building this house in a cornfield, in the middle of a cornfield, and blessed to have family land and and, and generous parents that would help us and 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 invite us there. We're we close on the loan to start building. And she, remember, she's pregnant about the birds, you know, in in this RV, and we only got we clocks ticking. And Lord, he answered that prayer from like twenty five years ago, and it started raining. The day after we closed on the loan, all we had to do was get the foundation poured and they could have done work, but it rained for two months straight that year. Oh my goodness. In twenty fifteen. And yeah. and we're in the RV, you know, she's just trying to be patient. Our builder was fantastic. Thomas did such a great job, but he just hung in there with us, but it was <laughs> we we moved in and it was still not quite finished, but we moved in and and she started nesting and relaxing and two weeks later Eva, our six year old, arrived. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so, in, but then shortly after that, we started moving into, um, you know, what what I end up, and you mentioned Romans twelve two earlier. Where, you know, Romans twelve two men's ministry. Uh, we have a podcast as well, "Be Not Conformed" podcast, and on that, we just unpacked my next most painful event, which is so important to this part of the story. With us is as our son Jackson moving out from us, and that that began process there, and know within that first year you know so 2016 is when jackson was you know ready to basically divorce us in his words he was ready to move out
0: how how old was he 13
1: 13 yeah and uh, that's the same year that we were uh, pregnant with ezra and um so in that time frame i have a note here that we um you know, settled in on on Ezra. We we kind of debated back and forth as if we really settled in, but it was in my journal as settled in as, as Ezra um, about thirteen weeks into pregnancy. And in that, the namesake is a you know Old Testament prophet, and he's considered one of the first great expositors of the of the scripture. So, I'm unpacking and making the scriptures more clear is what that means essentially. And he's a scribe and a and um, so Nehemiah 8 is something that I noted in um, the naming part of uh, Ezra's story, and that'll come to be a very important part of the, the rest of the story, as old Paul Harvey would say.
0: Thank you all for listening, and we're looking forward to seeing you, or not seeing, seeing you, I'll see you all again, but the listeners um, will connect again. But if you'd like to reach out to me, if you have any comments, questions, questions, Need any prayer requests, please reach out to me at belovedunveiled at protonmail.com. Belovedunveiled at protonmail.com.